What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and we are back for another part of our series on collaboration overload. This is part two of the series on collaboration overload. And I'll tell you what, there's so much to this. As I've begun to just dig into this subject, I've found just how important it is for us to really think about this well as leaders, especially in this new world that we're all encountering with our teams. You might remember what I said last week, the quote by Paul Farmer, where he said, with rare exceptions, all of your most important achievements on this planet will come from working with others, or in a word, partnership. And we define collaboration overload as those invisible spider webs that begin to tie itself to every meeting on our calendar and task on our to-do list, the things that we have to do with others that it's not just one thing on a to-do list, but it's potentially four to five things that we've got to connect with people on uh, to make happen. And so we we talked a little bit about, um, you know, some of the steps and what collaboration looks like in in real time. I think uh, I think one of the things I want to make sure that we're really covering today is what is it what does it look like uh, the difference between in-office collaboration and virtual meetings. I love one of the things I really enjoyed from uh, the interview with Rob Cross. He's the guy that's the author of that new book Beyond Collaboration Overload. One of the things I really liked that he said was they had begun to look at organizational networks and analysis and get feedback from people on uh, their preferences here, uh, even just over the last decade. And what he said was, you know, virtual meetings are good for things like project management, for status updates, for informational updates with people. Uh, Those are all perfectly fine. And they, they make a lot of sense there. That way you're not wasting people's times, just bringing them into an office to do something like that. Right. He said, but what people generally prefer in person or in office collaborations to look like are when they are in need of purpose or energy, when they're in need of growth and development, and when they're looking for innovation. That's so interesting, isn't it? Because if you think about the times when you felt most connected when you've been at work, even before this pandemic, it's probably those times, right? The the, the purpose and energy, right? It's those times that it that we've got to do our best to refill the vision tank. It's that old thing I've talked about many times on the podcast of Andy Stanley's that uh are all of the people in our organization have a vision tank and there's an automatic hole that's poked in the bottom of this tank <laughs> that vision just leaks out. 
And so obviously each individual, they're responsible to take care of their own vision to, to be there. But us as leaders, it's also really important that we set aside specific times to refill that vision tank. And so think about times like the new year or after really busy seasons in, in your organization where you can bring people back together. So if you set some of those uh, times aside, uh, they'll be kind of like the home run that comes after <laughs> a couple strikeouts or hard times that they may have encountered up to that point. And so that that desire for purpose and energy and refilling that vision tank is such an important time to bring people together. But then also for growth and development, I think uh, one of the things that people have said is like one of the hard things about work from home or uh, virtual meetings is it can stunt people's growth. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. If you have specific ways that you can, in times that you can set aside to help people in their growth and development. And so when you're looking at your calendar and you're figuring out when to do that, look for times that are downtimes to build in growth and development, because what it'll do is it'll give people the opportunity to actually have the time the energy, the mind space to be able to focus on that. And they'll be able to then prepare themselves to grow and develop in what they're doing. And it's great when you can have leaders that actually can have that focus because the people you're probably looking to promote or move on are people that are already busy and already working hard. And so if you find those times to bring them into office to collaborate like that, you'll see better results from your growth and development. And so um, that's not to say that you can't do it virtually. I think there's certain things that you can do, um, but it's much more impactful when you can do it uh, with an in-office collaboration as part of it. And then the last thing is just this idea of innovation that there's something about getting into a room with a group of people and tackling a big problem and coming up with imaginative solutions that really like, you know, you, you've been in those rooms where you just kind of have those blank, large post-it posters on the, on the walls and you begin to just think, what if, what could happen here? Um, those are amazing times to bring people together that when you're, your company in the future is hitting an impasse and you're and you're looking towards the future bringing people together to build innovative ideas and brainstorm together is a great use of in-office collaboration but then like 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 Rob Cross said like virtual meetings absolutely project management and just touching base about those sorts of things that can absolutely be done virtually you don't need to have people in office for seven meetings a day to be able to get stuff like that done so for status updates on like what's happening and what's going on or just to be able to share information those those meetings that are there informational all company meetings do not require everybody to be together if there's some celebration around it or there's purpose and energy being given out from it, absolutely bring the company together, but don't just bring people together and all you do is give them information and then send them on their merry way. Because <laughs> we're, 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 we're in a world where people are starting to recognize how important and valuable their time is and they value that now. And so um, Finding ways to really balance the in-office collaboration with the virtual collaboration will be one of those tasks that you're going to have to tackle both now and 
every day, every week, every month in the future. And so really start to wrap your mind around that. What does, if you were, as you start to look ahead to the next year, what does that look like? What does that calendar look like for you and for your team to be able to give them meaningful in-office collaboration and virtual collaboration that it honors their time and respects uh, what they're looking for from a job as well. I hope this was helpful to you today as you begin to think through this and implement this with your organization. If if you have ideas or things that you're trying out that you're finding are working, I mean, please share those with us. Uh, you could share it on our LinkedIn page or Facebook page, or feel free to email us at vitaminleadteam at gmail.com. And uh, we would love to hear more about what you're doing to build collaboration uh, in your organization so that it's not collaboration overload, but that it's healthy collaboration with people. All right, leaders, stay healthy, and we will talk to you again really, really soon. Bye-bye.